0: We're coming now to the end of our liturgical year. The liturgical year, of course, begins and ends with Advent. So next week is Christ the King, and then the first Sunday of Advent follows that. And as this happens, as we draw to the end of the year, the Church, um, in its readings, presents to us this apocalyptic theme, this focus on really the last things. Jesus talks in the Gospel, of course, about the destruction of the temple. He says there's a day when the fine stonework that the disciples are admiring will just not be there anymore. There will be no stones left, one on the other. And it seems that everything Jesus says in this Gospel is really working on a couple of levels. One is obviously referring to events which he expects his listeners to witness in their life. Namely the destruction of the temple which will take place in 70 AD. That was a monumental thing because of course the temple was the centre of worship. It was the centre of the Jewish life. But Jesus' words have another level to them. They have an eternal quality, a timeless quality, describing things that have happened during the 2,000 years or so of Christianity and things which are still to come in the future. The prophet Malachi in the first reading talks about a day of the Lord which is coming, a day of judgment where the wicked and righteous are burnt up The wicked are burnt up like stubble, and the righteous are shined on by the sun. It's a time of judgment. But judgment is not always seen as a very positive word, especially in today's society. Judgment is often equated with condemnation without the facts. That's what people mean when they say, you know, don't judge me. You know, don't act as if you're God when speaking about our behaviour. But we can also see how judgment is something entirely necessary as well in our life. We need judgment about our cooking, you know. I need to judge whether my sprouts are tender or not. Otherwise, they're unpleasant to eat. Not that I cook sprouts an awful lot. We need to judge when we're crossing the road. Is this a gap? Or am I likely to get run over if I step out into the road? So judgments cannot be wholesale bad. Judgments, are things we need to make. But they become more complex when we move into the area of relationships and trust. It's true to say that God is the only one who has infallible judgment. God is the only one whose judgment is never wrong, it's never an illusion, it's always definitive. Because God knows us, knows us what's and all, our good points and our bad points. We can't deceive God, we can't manipulate him, we can't coerce him, into giving an incorrect judgment. He's always right. He's infallible. And I think it's important for us to see judgment in this context as a positive thing. So not something we approach with fear and trembling. The church, in fact, talks about two judgments in its teaching a judgment which it refers to as the particular judgment, and a judgment which is referred to as either the last judgment or the general judgment. And when we think about the particular judgment, we know that the time will come when we will die and we will have to face, at the moment of our death, Jesus Christ as judge. And there's three possibilities for us then in the end one everlasting damnation somebody who dies in a state of serious sin without having repented before the moment of death so cut off from God forever two straight to heaven someone who is so saintly that they are ready to go into heaven straight away and third purgatory so that's good news because your ultimate destination is heaven but it's a bit like a bus with a few stops uh, before that you need to get cleansed you need to be purified so that you are ready for heaven and that's when we die in with venial sins less serious sins but not in serious sin so in that moment when we meet jesus it's revealed to us what we have chosen for ourselves it's very interesting the church says that if someone is sent to hell that hell is a choice that we make for ourselves it's a self-exclusion from the life of the blessed and it won't be something that we will think is unfair remember God is the perfect judge So if we think about God's judgment and we are fearful, we have to ask ourselves why. Why is someone fearful, for example, of being um, scrutinized by an audit? Let's say you've got an auditor coming to do your accounts. Who's the most fearful? The person who's been um, skimming off the top. The person who's been pocketing money, the person who's not been fully honest, they're scared of scrutiny because scrutiny reveals our sin. So if we approach God with fear, it says something about the state of our life, something that we know maybe we have to correct, something we know we cannot keep on doing. We should be approaching Jesus at a particular judgment as a friend, not a stranger. He should be saying to us, you know, Jeffrey, Margaret, whoever you are, nice to see you. It's nice to uh, meet in this way because we've been talking to each other quite a lot over the lifetime and I'm sure you've talked a lot and, you know, I've gotten a word occasionally but at least you've been talking with me. At least we've had a relationship. You've not cut me off. We don't want Jesus to say, I've never met you before. Who are you? I don't know you. So judgment is not a trick question. It shouldn't be a surprise to us what Jesus says. We will know, I think, the result of his judgment before we go there. So that's the particular judgment The general or last judgment, the church says, is when faced with the truth of who Jesus Christ is, the truth about ourselves and our relationship with God is laid bare. And it's implied that also not just our relationship is laid bare to us, but everyone's relationship is laid bare to each other. So everything becomes known and shared. We know how saintly each of us is and how much of a sinner each of us is. We find out the ramifications of every action, every act we've ever committed. We find find out how those little acts of charity um, had this ripple effect, a wonderful result in someone's life, a, a result that we didn't even see at the time. We find out how our life fits into God's story of salvation but we also find out of course what our sins did the missed opportunities the opportunities for growth we didn't take up the things we didn't say no to when we could have or yes to when we could have and the last judgment is really a moment where God says no more to evil you know we suffer a lot in this world sometimes through injustice maybe we're sitting here thinking I'm a victim of that injustice I've um, been on the receiving end of people lying or stealing whatever it might be we see ourselves as victims but when the last judgment comes All of this will be made right. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says this, the last judgment will reveal that God's justice triumphs over all the injustices committed by his creatures and that God's love is stronger than death. So God's judgment means that in the end, death does not have the last word, that God will see justice done to all of us that love and goodness will triumph in the end. So let's not be either bitter because of our lot in this life, bitter because of the injustices we've suffered. Let's know that God is going to sort it out. And let's look forward to that meeting with Jesus Christ when we meet him face to face because we want to meet him as a friend. Are not a stranger. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au/donate.